Hey there, listeners. This is Justin with a quick note before today's episode. Spotify recently allowed users to start leaving reviews for podcasts, and I would greatly appreciate it if you would consider listening to the show on Spotify, leaving us a positive review. I don't even think you have to write anything in. You just give a star rating, and that's it. But uh, if you're willing to do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks, and enjoy today's show. Welcome back to Beyond the Uniform. I'm Justin Nasiri, and my goal is to help members of the military community thrive in their post-service career and life. Today's a mindset episode. Uh, Normally, in the 415 other episodes we've done, uh, I almost always interview a military veteran about their civilian career, what they do, how they got there, and advice for others seeking to do the same. Um, I want to counter that this month with a few mindset episodes. And to be completely candid, these are things that I am actively working on myself. I learned in the military that if you want to learn something, you should teach it. And so that's part of my intention behind these series. And the other intention is that there are things that are really helping me in my own life and career, and I hope benefit you as well. Um, So today we are going to be talking about feelings. And um, this is coming from a book. I have right here in front of me, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership, A New Paradigm for Sustainable Success. I am hoping to, first of all, do a book review of this once I finish. I'm about a third of the way through. And I'm also reaching out to the authors because I want to have them on the show. I think it's a fantastic book. Uh, A friend of mine who I meet with every single Wednesday for an hour um, just to kind of sharpen each other as entrepreneurs He recommended this book. Uh, He runs a 15-person company. He's had every single employee read his book, this book. And um, I plan to do the same with future hires. I think it's such an incredible uh, lexicon of skills and values that I just think would supercharge any company. So high endorsement for this book. But one of the chapters they have is about feelings. And what I'm appreciating about this chapter as well as the book is that a lot of the things that they're covering, um, I have learned in other areas of my life. So with meditation, I did a lot of work around something called nonviolent communication with Marshall Rosenberg, Uh, voice dialogues, which is about talking to different parts of yourself and giving them voice. Uh, And then most recently, uh, multiple years of men's groups. And um, what I appreciate about this is that they just really articulated a lot of what I've learned very succinctly in a business setting, and I just think it's fantastic. So um, what I took away from this is that we all have feelings, obviously, and feelings, as they put it, are or uh, emotion is just energy in motion. Feeling is nothing more than just energy moving in our body. And one of the reasons that I like that distinction, as they point out, is that it, it kind of detaches us from the feelings. It's, you know, it's, it's akin to hunger pains. Like you don't feel bad when your stomach's growling and you're hungry. It's just, it's just something going on in your body. And in the same way, they're making the argument that we don't need to feel bad if we're feeling sadness, if we're feeling um, anger or fear. It's, it's just things that are happening in our body. And um, I, I like that distinction. They, they talked about how the, um, the um sorry i was looking for the next point here i've just got my book in front of me uh they talk about how we, most of us experience feelings and they've done um harvardism research on this for about 90 seconds that's the the typical length and emotion lasts 
And as you and I both know, we sometimes experience feelings for weeks, and that's because our mind latches onto it, and we really get stuck in those feelings. But the actual felt sensation is very, very short, and then we kind of cling on to it in our mind with stories. We prolong it when it doesn't need to be prolonged. And, you know, I think that we can all relate to the value in work and at home if we can um, not not have um, not have those feelings last for so long or, or, or at least be more aware of them. So another thing that I liked about this is that um, they are very clear on the primary feelings that we all experience. And um, this is kind of like red, yellow, blue. Am I right on that? <laughs> those are the three primary colors. I feel embarrassed saying this. My two and a half year old has not gotten to that stage of development yet, so I haven't brushed up on it. But just like there are primary col- colors from which thousands and thousands of shades derive, um, they pinpoint primary feelings of which there's obviously many, many, many subtle variations. So just to name those, they, they call these primary emotions anger, fear, sadness, joy, and sexual feelings. And, and they equate sexual feelings also to creativity and giving birth to ideas in a business setting. Anger, fear, sadness, joy, and sexual feelings. So the the protocol that they give, and they work with companies around this, and I love this, is a protocol around releasing emotions. So the first thing that they have you do is um, once you identify the emotion from those five, let's say that you're feeling anger, that the next thing that they have you do is locate the sensation in your body. And um, one of the ways I'll read this, I like this, they said um, that they encouraged people to imagine that their body is made up of billions of bits. Asking yourself this useful question, what are the bits doing? Words like twisting, popping, tightening, spinning, and flowing are good descriptions. Be as specific and granular as possible. Um, so what they're encouraging you to do is trying to locate, you know, I feel, I feel fear in my belly. I feel sadness in my throat. I feel sadness in my face. I feel anger in my chest. Um, they don't talk about this, but one of the reasons I like this approach is that, um, if we can establish a stronger connection between our mind and our body, it allows us to tap into, tap into some really incredible wisdom and, and when I've gotten good at this, not all the time, but I'll actually feel like, a, let's say, a tightening in my stomach. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling afraid. Okay, what's that about? And so we can kind of have a two-way dialogue. So that's one of the reasons I like this approach of starting by feeling where this feeling is occurring in your physical body. The next step is to breathe, which is always a great step. But um, really breathing into your belly deep breath and just even imagine your belly expanding like a beach ball and then exhaling so that your belly is the last thing to deflate so you're just kind of practicing belly breathing and just even three breaths like that can do a lot to to deflate the emotion that you're feeling and to just slow you down oftentimes especially with like fear and anger i just i stop breathing and that's not a good position to be in that kind of doesn't help me make productive decisions as a leader and so the second step is to breathe um the next thing is to allow accept or even appreciate the sensation and and i'll just read from their book there they said begin by simply allowing Ask yourself the question, can I allow these sensations to be here? 
if you can, go beyond that by accepting or even appreciating the sensations by just allowing them, but just allowing them is sufficient. Remember that allowing emotion is the opposite of resisting or repressing it. And, you know, this is really tough. I think it's easier for things like joy to appreciate it. But but really, you know, I think we talked about this in the last mindset with gratitude for things that we might perceive as negative. Similarly here, appreciating the sadness, appreciating the anger, appreciating the fear, not making it wrong, not making it bad, just realizing it plays a role in all of us as human beings. And then lastly, they say, match your experience with your expression. And the way that they do this, I've, I've done this in much more extreme forms in our, in our men's groups work, but um, they just talk about, you know, if, if that feeling had, like, what is it, what is it, what is the sound it wants to make or the movement? You know, if I'm feeling angry, maybe I want to pound my chest or pound the table, like give a release, right? Think of all the times you felt anger and just pushed it down into your stomach, you know, instead moving it, acting it out, you know, sorrow. What is the sound that you would make if you were letting that sorrow move? And they make a really good point about how children and animals who aren't as mired in their heads as, as we are as adults, they make a lot of sounds, right? My, my dog Hemingway, he whines when he's feeling afraid and he barks when he's feeling angry. He just, he just moves it naturally. And my son, Bodhi, the same thing. When he's feeling sad, he feels sad. And, you know, it's crazy. It really is kind of like 90 seconds of sorrow. And then he's on to playing with his bricks or whatever else. And so I like this sense. And I think that probably for myself and many of you, this is probably the step that's the hardest is actually acting it out. It may feel silly or it may feel like really self-conscious. But when I get in the habit of doing this, it does really work. So those steps, again, are locate the sensation in your body, breathe, allow, accept, or appreciate the sensation, and then match your experience with your expression. I want to share one other piece, but um, you know, one thing I'm trying to commit to is throughout this coming week, just checking in more frequently. What am I feeling in this moment? What is the emotion that is going on for me? And I'm flipping back to their list because I thought it was so succinct and so good. I don't want to misrepresent this. Um, Let's see. Angry, sad, scared, joyful, or sexual. Just those five. What am I feeling in this moment? And then seeing if that needs to move and you can follow those four steps. Now, just to bring this home for a business setting, what I loved about this is they talked about um, the wisdom that these feelings give us. And um, so I'm just going to kind of read, skip around reading parts of their book that I'd highlighted. So fear, fear tells a leader that something important needs to be, needs to be known. Uh, One form involves something that is not being faced. Fear is the body's way of saying, wake up. And then jumping ahead, a second form of fear tells a leader that something new wants to be learned. This conscious fear is different from unconscious or toxic fear, which is almost always about a made-up future state. It is anxiety disconnected from the present moment. And then sadness, and I'm just going to jump around in these highlights here, but um, sadness tells a leader that something needs to be let go of, said goodbye to, moved on from. Sadness is the energy of loss. Something once meaningful is going away. It could be a person, a dream, a vision for the company, a belief, an opportunity. Um, they, they, they 
talk about above the line and below the line. Below the line is where, when we're unconscious as leaders. Above the line is when we're conscious. So um, they go on to say sadness below the line is always connected to a belief in, quote, poor me. I'm suffering because what is what, what is happening to me? This unconscious sadness can last for hours, days, or years. Instead of a 90-second wave that moves through the body, it is more like a boulder buried at the bottom of the ocean. And then they talk about joy. Joy tells a leader that something needs to be celebrated, appreciated, or laughed at, or someone needs to be patted on the back. Joy below the line, or, or unconsciously, looks like circumstantial happiness. I'm happy because the circumstances outside me are good. If the circumstances change, my happiness changes. On the other hand, authentic joy is based on a deep experience of internal well-being. We actually call it, quote, uncaused joy because it just is. And then sexual feelings are the energy of creativity and creation. They tell the leader that something new wants to be birthed, to be created, to come into the world. So I just really liked... Um, um, that and let me just give one more example because I've seen someone else I highlighted. So here's an example. So um, they they talk about a group they were working with where this the leader the CEO is really angry, and so they said if they were feeling anger, they were asked to wonder about what was no longer of service and needed to be destroyed. If they were feeling fear, they were asked to wonder about what they were supposed to quote wake up to pay attention to, and learn from. If they were feeling sadness, they were asked to get curious about what they needed to let go of, whether that be beliefs, ideas, people's dreams, hopes, and visions. Um, so I, I hope that um, lands for you in the way that it did for me. I just like the way that they link emotions to insights. And you know, I'm trying to be more curious as a leader, and it really does drive me to curiosity of like, okay, what is this anger telling me? What is this sadness telling me? What is this joy telling me? Even in that case of joy, like, oh, yeah, something does need to be celebrated. Let's celebrate that. We don't celebrate as much as a company as we should. So hope you enjoy that uh, in this mindset episode on feeling. We'll be back on Monday with a traditional formatted interview of a military veteran about their civilian career. Take care.